Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Gross. It gives me a great pleasure to welcome regular guest uh, now for many years to Viewpoints, Frank Marinko, who's the Managing Director at Empathinko Coaching Services. Welcome today, Frank, and I understand you're, um, you're not your normal um, 100% dulcet-toned uh, speaker. Mate, you know, I survived two years of COVID, bobbing, ducking, weaving, diving, making sure I stayed <laughs> out of the way of everyone. And just when you think it's over, you get poleaxed by the flu. Yes, it's uh, it's not a it's not a nice condition. In fact, I remember there was an occasion what uh, some months ago, what about six months ago, where where, where you met a, met somebody who'll remain nameless for lunch, and they both you and the other person on the eve of Christmas got poleaxed by uh, by being in in a, in a cafe, a lovely cafe actually in Glen Waverley, um, poleaxed by having to uh, get. Uh, tested and isolate until we, we were close contacts, back. weren't we? We Henry? were close yes. contacts, yes. Those were the days, but I managed. We managed to get through unscathed. And just when you yes. think it's safe to come out, <laughs> uh, someone coughs on you, and all of a sudden you've got the flu. So well, you'll be uh, no, you'll be in no state to have a cup of coffee or lunch with me for a while, then, will you, Frank? And I'll, besides no, I'll which... probably have to have a quiet whiskey later on today. <laughs> and I'll send you wishes from the other end of the phone. Best hey, wishes, thanks, my friend. Now, today we're talking about a very interesting topic. Tell us about it. Yeah, look, I think everyone is feeling psychologically unsafe in the workplace. Um, You know, there's hybrid workspaces that have been created. Some people are really fearful about going back to work. Some people are just so desirous of going back to work because they need that social fix. Um, So it's very psychologically unsafe. Um, people are feeling in the workplace. And what I mean by psychologically unsafe is they don't feel as though there's a safe space for them to be their full selves at work. Um, You know, and and part of the the issue is that no one wants to leave part of their personality and their inner life at home, you know, because for many, many years, uh, people would show up with their work face on. um, But would feel very uncomfortable about discussing um, what else was going on in their life. But to be fully present at work, to feel psychologically safe, we must know that we can be free enough sometimes to share the things that scare us without fear or recriminations. So we must be able to talk about what's messy or what's sad, to have hard conversations with colleagues who are driving us crazy. Or, you know, we just can't be focused on efficiency. No. So, uh, in a practical sense, how would you go about that and what would be your focus? Well, you know, people, they need to know that they're secure in the workplace to be able to talk about uh, those things. Um, They need to feel as though they're trusted. So, one of the most important things is to extend, you know, trust to everyone and to be able to say, look, If there's something going on for you, you need to be able to talk about it. And whatever it is, it's not going to reflect on you personally, but we need to be able to talk about it. Um, And leaders, you know, play a really, really important part in creating that safe working environment. And they shouldn't view people as a means to an end, which they often do to achieve their financial outcomes. So extending trust, giving their employees a voice, you know, rather than 
what, what you see a lot of the times that companies have these draconian restrictions on people being on social media. Now, people not, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the, the phenomenon of people not feeling safe, has COVID exacerbated that or has this been um, uh, something that's been bubbling along for a long time under the radar? Well, I think um, people under pressure go back to their archetypes, you know, like I, I know um, some executives have just loved this whole experience of working from home because they've never really liked people. Um, so they like being able to just fire off um, directions, you know, by email from home um, and be able to put processes in place that will have their people work. Um, and a lot of people don't like that. So I think it's really exacerbated um, the issues that go on for most people all of the time. And, you know, there's that golden rule that we've all heard about, that you treat others like you'd like to be treated. But when it comes to psychological safety, the opposite's true. You need to treat others as though as they'd like to be treated and you need to create an environment for them. And what's happened is uh, most people have retreated uh, to their uh, bedroom offices and they're creating environments that are suited to them. Um, so it's very, very difficult to, um, you know, talk with team members and get them to do things when you're not stepping into their world. Interesting. So so what's the step? I mean, if you don't know that you're not doing that, um, how do we leverage change in terms of um, activating a safe school place? If you're a person in a position of uh, power and influence in an organisation and you're oblivious to this fact. Yeah, you've, you've got to constantly have your managers asking, what do you need um, so that you feel um, respected, you feel healthy, uh, you know, um, that you can engage in conflict in a healthy way um, and to be able to talk about all of those things that are impacting your ability to work. So it's most of all giving employees a voice and um, encouraging them to freely speak their minds. Now, you've been doing executive coaching for, for, for quite a few years now, Frank. Um, is the landscape on this and, and, and workplace relations changing, different, better, worse than when you began? And, and uh, how, would you, how do you read it? Oh, I think it's become far more complex. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started uh, executive coaching, it was very much, uh, you know, direct and command. Um, and, uh, you know, the voice came from the top and uh, it filtered down and everyone pretty much had to do um, what the directions were. These days, a lot of the directions are coming from beneath up um, and you need to be able to listen to those. Um, and, you know, when you're not listening to your people and the voice is coming up, that's when you have real issues. So I think there's there's this equality that's occurred, um, this inclusion and diversity that's become very important, but a lot of senior managers just don't know how to deal with it. So so in terms of um, people feeling psychologically unsafe at work and, say, managers, as you say, 
either refusing to listen or, or distracted or whatever or unable to change, it's interesting that it's become more complex and as I see it, there's more bottom-up than top-down. There's a, there's a change of direction there. It's interesting then that while that's happening, we've still got uh, such, uh, such resistance to it or such, uh, such um, a large number of people you know, feeling as though they're not heard and are psychologically um, distressed at work. Looks so true, Henry. Um, it's a really, really complex issue dealing mm. with the needs and wants of society. And just when you think you've got it right, um, something comes out of left field. Uh, you know, I, I know um, uh, lots of companies have been working on being um, effective, uh, you know, and efficient. And then they find out that, uh, you know, for, for example, that the HR reviews the, everything and says, well, you don't have enough diversity in your team. And you go, well, gee, how, you know, how, do, how do we do that? Where do we start? Um, so I, I think it's become far more complex to lead and create knowledge workers these days because they all expect to be um, given a framework in which to work and then to be able to do it their way. And that certainly doesn't work for a lot of managers who like things being done their way. Fertile ground for different sorts of training for leaders and also for mentoring and coaching in your field then, Frank? Oh, it's going gangbusters, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to get in touch with you, Frank, how would they do that? Oh, give it a break for a couple of days. I feel so <laughs> crook at the moment with this head cold. But yes. um, normally the website, uh, contact us and we'll be back to you within 48 hours. Absolutely. And uh, we'll make it 72 hours at the moment, listeners. And uh, oh, we, thanks, wish you, we wish you all the very best in a speedy recovery. Uh, so we can meet in a safe cafe and have a coffee again, Frank. Oh, I'm so looking forward to that, Henry. Uh, me too. That was Frank Marinko, uh, Managing Director of Empathinko Coaching Services, and we do uh, wish Frank a speedy recovery.